0: Welcome to all of our online fam, our online crew as well. If you'll take your copy of God's Word and turn to Isaiah chapter 58, Isaiah chapter 58. We're going to continue our series called Freedom in the City. Hope that uh, those of you that are in the Concord area can join us at about 1245 uh, across the street from our broadcast location. We're going to do our ribbon cutting. We're going to pray a prayer of blessing over the, the Dream Center. We realize this didn't happen overnight. It's been 63 years of the faithful ministry of this church and others that we're partnering with in our community. We'll talk more about that. But I want to preach, I thought it would be good to preach keys to the city today. I want to I preach keys to the city. I want to impart. I want to impart some keys to the city, and I I never knew the history of of keys to the city. I've seen people get keys to the city. The mayor would present people with keys to the city, but uh, I, I never knew the history, and so I did my scholarly research, and I pulled up Google, and I typed in... History of the keys to the city, and I'm telling you what I found was amazing. And you gotta wait till the end of the message to hear it. Isaiah chapter 58. Last week we preached lock and key. Today I want to preach keys to the city. Remember our text last week was Luke chapter 4. It was Jesus' first sermon. He stood up into the synagogue, and Jesus said, "This is my purpose. This is why I here." And we said, "Why I'm here." And we said, "If this is why Jesus." here, then maybe it should be why we're here as well. We want Jesus's purpose to be our purpose, and Jesus's text for his first sermon actually came out of Isaiah 58, so I want to backtrack a little bit and just dive in a little bit more. Not just lock and key, but keys to the city. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, I got the keys. I got the keys. Shout with a voice of a trumpet blast shout aloud don 't be timid now that that starts off good that 's a good that 's a good intro that 's a call to worship pastor adam james that 's a good call to worship so like i 'm ready to go already like let 's go isaiah let 's get let 's press in but i 'm just going to warn you it goes south very quickly <laughs> I feel like I feel like the Lord set them up in this passage. He's like, let's go bring the trumpets, shout, come on somebody, shout. And then he says, tell Israel about their sins. Okay, so we're going to deal with this. So he's talking. Remember, he's talking to the people of God. God's not talking to the world about their sins. He's talking to the church about their sins. He says, he says, Israel, y'all are acting so so righteous, so pious. You're coming to church. You seem delighted in your group to learn all about me and you're putting on a good act of righteousness like you would have never abandoned me. And, and, and then you're asking me to take action on your behalf. So you're praying, but you're just pretending that you want to be near me. So we've fasted before you, they say. Why, why aren't you impressed? This is Israel now talking back to God. God, we, 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 we did 21 days of prayer. We, like, we fasted. I gave up food for you. I gave up Netflix for you, God. What's, what's going on? Why aren't you impressed? We've been very hard on ourselves, and you didn't even notice. I'll, I'll tell you why, the Lord responded. It's because you're fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep on oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains of people that bind you. What the Lord is saying to his people is that it doesn't matter how high you lift your hands on Sunday if you don't treat people well on Monday. It's... It's deeply spiritual. It's deeply spiritual the way that we treat other people. What the Lord is saying is that you have key calling. I've given you freedom. I've unlocked the chains of sin in your life. And when I did that to you, I gave you the keys to the city. I gave you the keys to the blind and to the poor and to the oppressed and to everybody around you. But keys, you're not unlocking locks. You're just singing key songs and being in key clubs and hanging out with other key. And God is reminding us that he never called us just to celebrate being a key, that we have a purpose. Several years ago, my family and I were on a trip out to the, one of my favorite spots, out to the Outer Banks. And we were visiting one of the lighthouses and went in the little, uh, the little gift shop, because they always get you. I always get you at the gift shop. You take the nice tour, and you're like, well, I want a memory, and then and end up spending money to, uh, for that memory. But I bought, a, I bought a book, and it was the history of the Coast Guard, the history of the Coast Guard, the history of U.S. life-saving stations. And it was, it was fascinating because as the early explorers came over and as they began to put these settlements um, in, in the new world, the new world to them at that, at that time, uh, all of these ships off the coast of whether it was New England or the Outer Banks, is one. anybody been out there? I mean, shipwrecks all up and down the, the Outer Banks and, and they keep finding more shipwrecks and, and down into the, uh, the islands around South Carolina and Georgia and Florida. And so one of the first things that the, the early settlers had to do was form these, form these life-saving stations. And, and what was interesting about that is that they brought together, they realized how important that it was that they brought together presidents, scientists, artists. uh, They brought together clergymen. they like everybody, blue collar workers, people from all works of society came together because they realized how important that people were drowning. And so they needed just to save the people that were drowning. And they set up these, they set up these houses of refuge. So it was kind of a twofold process. When they set up these houses of refuge, they were manned by uh, uh, keepers. And the keeper would state these houses of refuge. And sometimes people would, would, there would be a ship that would wreck off the coast, and they would be able to make it to shore. So the ship was wrecked, they'd grab onto a, a piece of board, or they'd swim or whatever, and they would make it to shore, and they would be able to make it to these houses of refuge, and people would be ready in these houses of refuge. They realized, they realized in these houses of refuge that their job was not just to eat a good meal, but always be ready, always be ready because. Somebody that was hurting was going to walk in. Somebody that was broken was going to walk in. Somebody that needed life was going to walk in. Can I tell you that's just a great picture of church right there? That's a great picture of church. We ought to be keepers of houses, of refuge, that we're always looking around. Who can I help? Who can I pray for? Who can I minister to? This isn't just about me. This is a great picture of our dream center, of the of the executive directors that are here with us today. That this is what, this is what y'all do. You're looking and, and you're saying, we are a house of refuge. But you know, they didn't just had houses of refuge. They had what they called surfmen. And these surfmen realized that not everybody in the water that was drowning was going to be able to get to the house. Are you following me? Not everybody that was in need of Saving was going to be able to make it to these houses of refuge. And so these surfmen would get in boats and they would battle the waves and they would battle the storms and they would go out and begin to rescue people. And can I tell you what they probably didn't do when they went out and began to rescue people? They didn't begin to pass blame and say, you know, if you just would have built that ship better, you know, if you just would have taken a left captain, if you just would have taken a left when you should have taken a right, you know, they probably didn't pass blame listen I'm not saying that there is not time to correct systems church but sometimes when somebody's drowning you just pull them ashore you just pull them into your boat like we'll correct some things later but sometimes when somebody's hungry you just feed them you don't give them a lecture about food preparation. We just reach people, and we need to partner together in our city like never before between the Dream Center and our churches and surf men and women. Who are the surf men and women? It's y'all. It's our business owners. It's our blue-collar workers. It's our teachers. It's our, our shopkeepers. It's our doctors. It's our lawyers. It's every one of us who are the church. Then when we go out, we're always looking, who needs something? Who needs a hand up? And then we know that there is a a place to bring them. When keys cease to engage their key calling and key purpose, they become locks parading around as keys. And that's what the world doesn't understand. The world doesn't understand a worshiping church that doesn't have keys to the city. What if these life-saving stations would have turned into yacht clubs? What if people that were needy and hurting and broken and lonely would have come into these places and found the keepers of these stations just kind of huddled up, having a good meal, using language that they, only they understood and they ignored? Heaven forbid, I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's not time, but, but our calling first and foremost is to be life-saving stations. We're a life-saving station, and may we always, may we always wake up and remember, remember our purpose. I love this passage in Isaiah, it goes back and forth, y'all. It just it goes back and forth. There's such like conviction, but there's such blessing. Such, you know, when God when God convicts us, it's not because He's mad at us. It's always because He has more for us. Blessing for us. And I want you you to to follow along with me now in in verse 8 because God says that there are such blessings for those who use their keys to unlock the bondage of the the city. Verse 8 then your salvation will come like dawn. Your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward. The glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. When you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I'm here. He will quickly reply. Your light will shine from darkness. Your darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you're dry, restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. I don't know about you. I want those promises. directors people that work in the ministries of cornerfield market if i were if i were you i'd claim these promises at least once a week those are your promises those are God's promises. God says that if you engage in the work of the kingdom that He's called you to engage in, then you have access. That you are heirs to these promises of God. Let me let me quickly give you some things that will block this blessing, and and, and things that can you can access this. I'm going to run through these very quickly. Things that will block the blessing and favor of God in your life. Number one, living only for yourself. Living only for yourself. I tell you why, because you're fasting to please yourselves. Number two, fighting and quarreling. Again, remember, he's remembering God's not talking to the world. God's talking to the church. What God what good is worshiping on Sunday and being nasty to people on Facebook on Monday. That's what the Lord is saying. You gotta let your life match up with your Worship, pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. I just wish the, the Bible would be a little more relevant to things that are going on in situations today. Finger pointing, spreading vicious rumors. It blocks your blessing, church. It blocks, it blocks your blessing. When you spread a rumor about a person, about a politician, That you don't know to be true, you're blocking your blessing. When you're pointing a finger at the problem and not willing to engage in the solution, you're blocking your blessing. And I don't tell you that because I'm upset. I tell you that because I want you to operate in the fullness and the flow of the favor of your father. And I don't want you to ever block your healing. I don't want you to ever block your financial flow. I don't want you to ever block the favor that God has for your life. And then the the final thing according to this passage is that not unlocking the bondage of the city blocks the blessing. Well, I don't want that. And you don't want that. So how do we, how do we flip this? And how do we use our locks? to uh, How do we use our keys to engage in these locks? This is what the Bible says. And again, I'm going to go through these quickly. We have to treat our employees with kindness and blessing. If you're... Over a group of students, if you are a manager at work, if you oversee anybody, the way you treat your employees is directly connected to your spirituality and to the blessing and favor you receive from the Lord. And here's just a, a, a natural way to do this. Think, think of them as sons and daughters. How would you want somebody to treat your son? How would you want somebody to treat your daughter? Number two, free those who are wrongly imprisoned Uh, under the covering of our Dream Center ministry. We have three prison ministries. F. W. Clark and and his team, they go minister and they share the gospel, and and then we with with people who are incarcerated, and then we have in uh, a prison ministry that teaches incarcerated men how to be fathers, and then we've got another uh, ministry that does small group and Bible studies for incarcerated women, and and many of you would want to be a, a part of that, and you can do that by going to our Dream Center app, and. We remove chains that bind people. We, we share our food with the hungry. We give shelter to the homeless. We give clothes to those who need them. We could even start with our own worship team. And <laughs> I love you, Jacob. <laughs> I got it. I got I to bust on up other people's clothing because that keeps your eyes off of mine. You know, that's just what I'm doing is being, being safe there. <laughs> and then it says, and then it says here's, you know, seven may be the hard. Like all, all of one through six is kind of hard. Seven may be the hardest. It says don't hide from your relatives. Come on, how many of you know sometimes it's easier to help a stranger than it is to help somebody in your own house? Why? Because you know too much. You know too much. And you tried to help before. And there's all these reasons. But God says it's got to start in our, in our house. I told you that I get locked out of places at the, at the church. And one of, the, one of the reasons, the main reason, is I forget the code or I forget my keys. That's the, the first reason. But the second reason is that we have, five, we have 500,000 square feet of facilities, and there's a lot of locks. There's just a lot of locks. So the second, the second reason that I'm locked out of places is I just don't, I don't even have the key. They don't trust me. But there are there are logs that I mean we've got we've got living center we've got daycare we've got Christian school we've got all of our businesses and and you know Big Lots does not want me having a key to their to their facility in Subway Lord forbid I would ha- or Mochica uh, <laughs> that I would maybe sneak in and steal the recipe to that yellow sauce that, that so they don't they don't give me a key but but somewhere somewhere. There's gotta be, and, and this is what happens when we walk around, we look around in our society, it can feel overwhelming, right? It can feel overwhelming. Oh, there's, there's homelessness here, and there's, there's poverty here, and there's hunger over here, and there's abuse going on over here, and there's addiction, and, and it can feel overwhelming. Like, I don't know if I have the key for that. I don't know if I have the key. I don't know if I, I have the key, but somebody, somebody has the master key somebody's got the master key and so if you have the master key you're able to step into the situations can I can I remind you church that you carry the master key maybe a better way to say it is you carry the key to the master that Jesus ultimately is the master key it all starts with a relationship with Jesus you heard Le prince say that even during the hardship and the struggle that he was walking through with his family at the time he got closer to God that that people were there to To lead him to Jesus. And that is the master key. And that's what we've got to always be about is the master's business. I want to invite the executive directors from our different Dream Center partners up onto the stage at this time. So uh, go ahead and come from the Department of Health Services. Karen Calhoun from Cabarrus Health Alliance. We have Aaron Hsu from Cooperative Christian Ministries. Ed Hosack from Present Age Ministries. Hannah Arrowwood from Adult and Teen Challenge, Sal De Bianca from Cornerfield Market, Janice Klutz from Gate Pregnancy. We have Kathy Bridge and uh, Town Council Representative. This morning we have uh, Miss Jennifer Parsley and and um, I don't know. Again, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to give. Jennifer, if I'm allowed to give keys to the city, so don't tell the mayor. Okay, you heard. We have the town council saying that I can give keys to the city. So this is what this is what I did. I went back and I started. I started looking like what are, what are those keys to the city? How do we give How do we give keys to the city? And so when I when I put that in, when I typed that in, this was this is what fascinated me. The first thing that came up. So the history of keys to the city. That phrase is actually. Freedom for the city. That's what it meant in the antiquity. In ancient Rome, in the ancient UK, it meant freedom for the city. So the first thing was in in the UK. And it was in Ireland, it was in Wales, it was in Scotland, and it was in Britain. Remember the system. It was a feudal system. And so you had lords, you had landowners, and you had serfs. And serfs had to work for the lords and the landowners because they were in bondage. They had a debt that they couldn't pay. And so because they had a debt that they couldn't pay, they were in bondage. And so what would happen is these serfs would live their lives. There's no way out. There's no way for my kids to be free. There's no way. Remember, this was not an upward or downward mobility system. Like the class that you were born in, you were locked into. That was the system of the day. But sometimes you would have somebody that sees one of these serfs. And they would go to one of the serfs. And they would pay their debt in full. And when they would pay their debt, they would hand them a sheet of paper. And it would say, freedom for the city. It was a key to the city. And it was a dec- Declaration that your debt has been paid. See we have so many people that, that are living in under the bondage of food insecurity under the bondage of, of addiction under the bondage of homelessness and part of what these directors and all of these ministries at the Dream Center is a representative of somebody that's willing to step into their situation and to declare to them here's the key to the city you don't have to live in addiction anymore you don't have to live in poverty anymore you don't have and the great key to the city is the spiritual key to the city that through meeting the physical needs we are able to declare that you don't have to live under shame or guilt or condemnation any longer that you have freedom through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ come on somebody celebrate that you are no longer slaves in this place anymore so when you give a key to the city we're declaring that you are no longer in bondage to the thing that had you bound. The second thing was from Rome. It was from ancient Rome. And in ancient Rome, there was a line that was drawn around the towns and the cities. It was called a a perium line. And that perium line was drawn by the local governor. And it was a declaration to the generals outside of the city. It was kind of a taunt. Was kind of a taunt, like to the generals. Hey, you may have authority outside, but you don't have authority inside. You may have, you may have. Uh, jurisdiction outside, but you don't have jurisdiction inside. Unless that general walked in with a key to the city from the king and he could walk down any street that he wanted and say, no, I got the key to the city. I have jurisdiction here. And I feel like the enemy's trying to keep us out. I feel like the enemy's trying to say, you just keep your prayers in your churches. You just keep your worship songs in your churches. And we're here to declare, church, that we have the keys to the city. That the Bible says that everywhere we set our feet is ours. The Bible says that where we walk, there the spirit of the Lord is. So we're able to walk into situations with the keys that will set people free. And the third thing is when you had a key to the city, slaves were set free. You walked under the authority of the, of the king. And the third thing is that when you had a, the key to the city, you had the protection of Come on. You had the protection and you had the provision that I declare over you guys and your families that where you walk, the devil can't touch you. He can't touch your families. You walk into the supernatural protection of heaven and you walk in the provision of heaven. You do not walk in lack, but you walk according to the financial resources of your father, not according to the financial resources of the city, but according to the final financial resources of the heavenly city. So I want Pastor Harrison and Pastor Gwen to come on up and church, would you stand? I want them to just begin to present the keys to the city. On this key is the scripture verse from Isaiah chapter 58, verse 12. And it says this, it says, you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. And you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Church, would you stretch your hands forward to this team? Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare over the ministries of the Dream Center, over these directors and through every world changer and volunteer, that they will walk in increased favor and anointing. I declare over you that you do not carry a burden for the city. You carry a mantle for the city. I declare over you that the spirit will go before you. Unlocking doors to rooms that you don't deserve to be in. I declare over you that you walk in the financial flow of heaven. Not being limited to the resources of this earth, but walking in the fullness of the resources of the Father. I declare over you that you are protected. I declare that you will operate in stealth mode, performing covert operations in the enemy's territory. Rescuing God's children and bringing them to places of safety. That your family will be protected and blessed. That no weapon formed against you or your spouse or your children will prosper. They are null and void. The blood of Jesus covers you and his anointing is upon you. You will be known as the restorer of cities and the rebuilder of families and broken lives in the name of Jesus. Now with heads still bowed and eyes still closed in the house, if you're here today and you would say, Pastor, I need that house of refuge. I'm broken. I'm hurting. I need to be healed. I need to be restored. Know that this message is for you. Jesus is your master key. And so as I pray this prayer out loud, I want you to just step in and pray this prayer to yourself. Say something like this, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I come to you and I repent and I ask you to come into my life and come into my heart so that I can live wide awake to the love of God and fully alive to my purpose in jesus name in jesus name come on all god's people said amen and can we celebrate all of the ministries and all that god is doing come on we appreciate you guys so much walk in the keys to the city